By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know where we want me to go with that, Dan. If you want to be more specific, it's obviously frustrating. We felt we were better team. All right, should we officially start the show, or should I just try and piece some shit together? Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Just thinking about it, I just wanted to, you know, it's spoke beef, you turn it sideways, it looks like it was. But anyway, it's like, I just can't, I can't stand this team and this franchise right now. Mr. Ventola, how do you plead? I've been pleading for four years. Can you, someone please fire this yeah, okay, please, please fire this dude. I'm going on here now. That, that, that's all he, this is about. <laughs> the real criminal is John Sweeney. Where is he? I think uh, Sweeney made a major mistake so far with the goaltending. So, yeah, not looking great. I'm like, you're picking for a pool of all these stud players. How can you fuck that up? Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez, joined tonight by Tyler Scales and Justin Ventola. Gentlemen, Happy New Year. I hope you had good holidays. How are things going? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Dave. Hanging in there. Me, yeah. yeah. Holidays are pretty good for me. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff. And now just going into the new year, just trying to do better. That's good. Hopefully you uh, I know. everybody yeah, I has with that one, Ty. I feel like my New Year's resolution is to stick to my New Year's resolution, which I'm not too sure what that is at this point. <laughs> maybe be more positive right hey listen if we're talking new year's resolutions why don't we all uh try and get on the show a little bit more i think we've all pushed it a few times i know we got busy schedules i know for one i need to stop being such a wuss sometimes oh no worries dave listen it all happens to the best of us we've all had a uh i feel like a rough kind of like past few months so we're trying to get back in the swing of things right yeah it's been hard watching uh been hard watching the games especially when they were so sparse to begin um but you know buckle up because there's a lot of hockey coming guys well it also doesn't help that the bruins are also mediocre so it's also like oh man and it's that time of year according to jack edwards you know it's been about a month since we all uh we had last talked um did we talk when they were playing the islanders or was it a couple days before that when they it was probably before or the whole COVID protocol thing happened. To right, it was definitely that, that. Some of the games got delayed. Um, but you know, Bruins have been on a little bit of a tear on the uh, over the last couple of games. Some tight games against some bad teams, though. I'll tell Buffalo. <laughs> oh, and uh, Minnesota just scored again. Well, yeah, tonight they're playing at home against Minnesota, and they are not looking that good. Uh, like I mentioned, they were on a three-game. They are on a three-game winning streak. Although, looks like that's probably going to end later. <coughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's definitely been a long time, Dave, and uh, they have been on a little bit of a tear, which has been nice. But uh, I don't know. Tonight's looking looking not so great. Um, I did hear that it was their only second three-game winning streak of the season. Is that? And and if so, um, what the hell happened to the Bruins team that we've known over the last decade? Yeah, so, uh, Don Sweeney, what happened to them? Nice. What you do? You're making Justin proud right now. <laughs> Let's go, guys. You know, no, no, I mean, honestly, Dave, you've seen the result of like uh, an old aging out of their prime team, quite honestly, and having nothing um, – I have nothing in their farm system either. I'm going to be honest. I listened to the hockey show for the first time um, last week. For the first time. And usually I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the hockey show um, on Saturdays. I finally listened, listened to them. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark Diver. He follows the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, well, baby it, Bruins. Used to, uh, yeah. Providence Bruins. Used to write for the yeah. Providence Journal, I think. Yes. And, of course, he he clarified, albeit in a nice way, uh, a very nice way of putting – yeah, we don't really have any NHL prospects to really look at and say, yeah, those are them. They're more like borderline NHLers, and if they are NHLers, they're like, you know, bottom line, like, you know, bottom pairing at most defense, uh, defensemen or forward grouping. Like, so they're not really, 
you know, and and now granted, he goes on to say, "Oh, well, the rest, the rest of the of the Atlantic is right that is uh, like that." I'm like, "Well, I don't really care. Like, I care about the Boston Bruins, right?" So, like, I don't know. Anyway, so he just kind of confirmed the worst, and so um, yeah, you kind of see you kind of seeing the results of it. Yeah, poor, poor drafting, poor asset management. Uh, that's been the key to Don Sweeney's career here as a GM. Um, yeah, and Tyler. And also, like as an older guys are getting older, like they can't keep up with the older, the younger. I mean, excuse me, younger generation of guys that are just much more faster, much more grittier. And yeah, the the older guys just simply can't catch up with them anymore. And it's they're just trying to show like signs of fatigue, very individually, and we we can definitely see that the fatigue, the stamina. Just not keep it up like it used to. Like, if you've seen Char, like he kind of can barely really do anything with the puck. Now, when now he's older. Did you say Chara? Same with like Joe Thornton. I bet he used to. Ah, so Chara. Yeah, I'm sorry. You but lo- he was on with us too. Yeah, you lost me for a half a second there when you said Chara, but I get what you're saying. Um. No, no, honestly, Tyler, I think that's a very fair point. I think uh, from the Washington Capitals to the New York Islanders, I think you see why, like, it was a good decision for the Bruins to let let him go. I mean, uh, part of the Islanders' issue this year, I know they're kind of like, I think they're starting to get hot right now a little bit maybe, but uh, I, I know a lot of their issues is that they have no mobility on their back end. I mean, and part of that is what? You got a six foot nine Daniel Trower who looks like he's like literally towing gl- glaciers that hit the, that were the size of the iceberg that hit the Titanic. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, it, it's, 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 so a player like him, I'm like happy to kind of like see him go. But the issue is, is that the Bruins are losing all these guys who could potentially be of some value to some team with the contract, with the term they have left on their contracts, and they're losing them from nothing. You know, like Bergeron, like he'll probably retire at the end of the year. Troy Krug, he became a free agent. Zatanna Trower became a free agent. Do you really and think Bergeron's going to retire after this year? No. I think so. I think so, Dave. He's what, 38? It's possible. 37. I think he's going to be 38 this year, yeah. Okay. Is that why he picked the number 37? He figured that would be a tell on when he was going to retire? <laughs> He's forecasting his own hockey future. <laughs> maybe, maybe he looked at that and said, "Hey, that's the age I want to play to." Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, there's been I've heard a lot of talk about it, and I was just kind of curious, Tyler. Do you think he's really going to retire at the end of the year? I think it is possible that it is going to happen. I think it's fifty-fifty with what might happen with uh, with Bergeron. If it does, of course, it'd be pretty sad, but well. Sad. Well, if he's getting older, he needs to retire. That's his choice. Yeah, it's sad in what way, though? Is it is Sorry? it sad just because he's retiring before he's 40, or is it sad because, you know, yeah, he course. worked his ass off and he's only going to be captain of this team for two years, and he probably should have been captain for this team for at least five or six. Sorry to Chara, but... It's actually sad because... It's actually sad because I've... He's been playing here since, like, I was, like, a baby. Which crazy, and... <laughs> See one of those players just like go away. It is sad to see, but hey, I wish him nothing but the best if he does retire. He won a Stanley Cup with us, and yeah, just um, the best. You know, we kind of mentioned uh, about the NHL shutting down for what did they shut down for like seven days total? I know the Bruins were shut down for more like two weeks. Started with the uh, Montreal and Ottawa games, although I think the Colorado game later in that week was already postponed, um, I think. I know Colorado was going through an outbreak of their own at that time. Um, my question to you guys, and I'll start with you, Tyler, is how do you think the NHL's been doing with handling COVID this year? Uh, they've been much better than most other uh, sports organizations like I think the NBA just didn't do anything, and the NFL just kind of shrugged it off. Oh, by the way, speaking of the NFL, I went to the Patriots game. No one was wearing their mask when I went there. I was the only one being careful. I think this is a situation the NHL they've been doing is actually decent compared to the other sports franchises. And you know what? I can't really get on them for that at all. Well, let me uh, let me ask because yeah, I, I think it's I, just the world as a whole. Sorry, I'm just uh, saying. I let me ask it a little differently. Like, I, I, I don't think, think it, they've done. I just say it's decent. 
I think they've done kind of a lousy job considering they've let teams like the Bruins play short skaters and then all of a sudden they start canceling games. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's not good. Like It's not good at all. It's just decent at best compared to the other, like, sports French. They've been doing very bad with it. NBA didn't do anything when the, the COVID variants were, were spiking up. NFL, I don't think they did anything. Even, like, soccer. Yeah, well, NFL has, like, you know, like they had some protocols. The, the NFL had protocols where you had to quarantine for 10 days, and right around the same time that the CDC changed everything, they redid their CBA. Um, but I don't know. I was just curious. Tyler, yeah. uh, Justin, excuse me, what do you think of the COVID protocols by the NHL this year? I mean, quite honestly, Dave, like, it, it's... So if if I'm really kind of being hard assed, they, they've I, I think personally, and and not just the NHL, I think all sporting events in general, <clears throat> excuse me, have have honestly done pretty pretty poorly. Um, just from going to the Patriots game this past Sunday, um, again, just like uh, just like Ty alluded to, no one in the stadium was wearing a mask, no one, and there was a handful of people that were. Um, I, I've gone to a Bruins game and Celtics game this season, um, and again, both times, I mean, they require masks. They require checking your vaccine card or showing a picture. But I got to be honest with you guys, if they if they sit around to check every person's individual, um, uh, every single individual, like card and whatnot, I mean that's going to create a bottleneck. It's going to take hours for people to let all their fans into the stands, right? So there's no possible way they can have an adequate form of checking, especially where that QR system hasn't come out yet, like it is in Canada. Um, Wait, Canada way, is ahead like, of us on something. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Believe it, I almost shit like myself. Healthcare? I that out. Like, actually. Sorry. Um, Shouldn't be a political show. <laughs> did not spare, to be fair, but, you know. Mashi just go. Um, <laughs> you know, but either way, if honestly, guys, as much as I love hockey and sports and whatnot, like, it, it, what they should do is, especially where the Omicron is far more uh, transmissible than some of the other variants, shut it all down for a month. And it may be like, you know, cancel a few games uh, in the following. Because and they, and they, the Bruins still have to make up those two games they postponed, right? And yeah. their schedule already is a bag of it, shit. Like, it was like more like yeah. four or five games, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and... Okay, even worse. So now they have to cram that into their already crammed second half of the season. So that I'm just like, that's – so I don't know. I think I've handled it very poorly. And to kind of build off of you that, know, I want to say they, this, can, they canceled just, the Olympics. And it's not just sports. They haven't moved any games yet. Like it, that whole two-week span on the schedule still looks empty, or did last night when I was looking. Like, can't you reschedule? I know that it's going to take some time to reschedule some games, but you know what I mean. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's not just sports with the COVID protocol. Like, it is everywhere. Like malls. Like, just everywhere. They've not really handled it well. Yeah, I mean, I'll go into Market Basket and not to call out Market Basket because, you know, most people are doing it. But you'll see the the person each time, at least one person you see walking around without a mask. You know, and, and what are you going to expect? Teenage kids at Market Basket to be like, sir, you have to wear a mask? You know, to a 40-year-old guy or a 55-year-old guy who's just going to be like, go fuck yourself? That's the thing. There's no way to adequately monitor that, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what you're going to be that person who's going to go up. And, of course, of course, you're going to get, like, you know, I would feel bad for them because they have to deal with probably all the drunk assholes there. We're like, oh, F you. Like, you know what I mean? Wave the finger in their face and, like, or, like put it on. And as soon as they walk away, just pull it back down. Right. So there's no way to monitor that. So, like, it's just, you know, the smart thing I think would have been is just to, like, pause it for a, for a month, unfortunately. Maybe cancel some games. It sucks, but it's the time we're in, right? So. Do you, do you – I. I heard some of the Nick Felino thing. Do you think that the NHL or even sports leagues are testing too much? Should they be testing guys who don't have symptoms, or should they still be testing? They should still be testing everybody just to make entirely sure. Like, these guys are in the locker room together. They practice together. And, you know, they are asymptomatic. You should still test them. You see someone just get positive all of a sudden. You should test every single player. Yeah, I, I agree. Because don't mean, forget, especially with this sport, this with newer football. one that's so transmissible, uh, was it Omicron? If oh it's God, so, yeah. if it's that transmissible, yeah. then yeah, you should be testing because you don't want to continue to spread this thing. No, for sure. And honestly, I'm a fan. Although of the, I heard uh, in a rumor it is go. endemic. What's up, Ty? 
I heard that the, the um this variant is becoming endemic, which means that it's like gonna stop putting up variants and it's gonna start spreading less. No, I think it'll still spread, but it's gonna just it, in like a specific. I feel like area. it's gonna be like the flu. It's gonna come around once a year. Yeah. You know, you, you can get the flu any time of year, but it'll, you know you'll have flu season. You'll have it'll be in there with that. Eventually, it'll be a shot. It's kind of how I feel. It's it's trending. Well, quite honestly, Dave, I I, I think I think that's I, I agree. I think that's also where it's going. Is that eventually. You know, I, I think very similar to the way the influenza virus like first happened like 100 years ago, it's going to be the same, same very similar situation um, and that each year it's just going to be COVID season, I think, mm-hmm. inevitably. But the issue is that it's so new, right? So, and it's and it's deadlier, uh, well, deadlier now than the flu is, but. Yeah. Um, what do you do? What did you guys think about? I mean, I know I don't care about the Olympics for professional athletes. I think that should be for amateurs. But what did you guys think about the uh, Olympics, the NHL deciding not to go to the Olympics? Smart move. Um, yeah, we don't want this this virus to spread any more than it already has. Like, just those minor steps to like stop this virus from like getting worse and worse. Just, it's a good idea. And also, I agree. Should be amateurs playing, not the NHL pros. They just stick to the NHL, stick to the regular season. Focus on that Stanley Cup and not some gold medals. What do you What do you think about the fact that some of the players are pissed? Like Brad Marchand, did you read his post, uh, his Instagram or Twitter post? Pretty much saying. I heard. I thought he talked about uh, COVID. Well, he was pretty much saying, calling out the NHL and the NHLPA for changing the CBA to get taxi squads because of COVID, even though, you know, it wasn't, in, it wasn't in the original CBA, which, you know, that's just smart business if you want to keep the league going, if you ask me, you know. But I get his point because I think more of the point is you have the players in the NHL who want to go to the Olympics. Why can't you create a taxi squad to make that happen for the players that want to do it? Which, again is just good business. It keeps your players happy and you get to continue playing those games. Yeah, taxi squad players are generally AHL guys, but, you know, it's once every four years. You know, we've been putting up with it for the last decade or so, them shutting down, going to the Olympics. Yeah, no, honestly, Dave, like, like I, I, when I heard Marchand's comments, I was, I was like, I was flip on it. I, like... In a way, I understood because he's saying like, "Oh, if NHL players want to go like to the Olympics and so on and so forth," but like at the same time, I I I, I agree with Tyler's take in in the sense that you know I I like kind of seeing like younger kids like playing the Olympics and they kind of like develop those teams. I think it makes it more exciting. I think it provides opportunities for like underdog teams to come along, um, and then as well as for uh, players to potentially show their talent when maybe. They wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise because they're outshined by other players, whatever. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of that. So I, I don't really want NHL players going, especially also too. There's that injury thing, right? So if they get like a season-ending ending injury in the um, Olympics, you're like, hey, WTF, man! Like you could have helped that team to a cup or something. Um, and like, and like, I also say too, like, hey, listen, you, like, like. But on, on the other side of it, I do see it why players like say like Brad Marchand who. Quite honestly, I think, you know, he's more than aware that, like, they aren't winning the Stanley Cup. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. He doesn't have much He doesn't have much time left in his career, right? So why not ha- – so he's probably thinking, hey, let me go play for Team Canada and maybe have a chance at winning an Olympic gold medal before, like, I totally end my career. So I totally get it from that perspective from the players. So – and I think on that part, the NHL should, like – shouldn't, like – I don't know. Should, like, accommodate that. I don't know. But it's tough. I see both sides, I guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I feel about it. Like I could care less with pros in the Olympics, but I get it. They've been allowed to go. They collectively bargained to be able to go. This fucking virus sucks. All right, okay. moving moving away from yeah. fucking viruses because I'm just sick of them. Um, have I mentioned Tuka Rask yet? Uh, I I know that it's been a lot of chatter yeah, about. Uh, I, I saw that he might be signing a PTO in Providence. 
So, uh, you know, I just kind of took a look back. I know that the Bruins have only played until tonight 29 games. They got 36 points. They're plus 9 goal differential. That's a 62 point, uh, yeah, 62% point percentage. They got 53 games to go. And your goaltending tandem right now, Jeremy Swayman, is, uh, has a 220 goals against average for ninth in the league after playing 15 games. Uh, and Allmark, Linus Allmark has a 920 save percentage, tied for 20th. Uh, you know, I, the records aren't terrible. Swayman is what? 8-5-2, where Allmark is 9-5-0. Oh. Um Save percentages aren't bad either. Where is it? I lost it. You suck, Dave. Allmark's is 917, and Swayman's is 920. I mean, I, the goalies have been playing pretty well. Uh, I don't think you really need Rask back um, if it was a regular year. But because it's such a condensed schedule for the Bruins already coming up, Having that extra goaltender, I don't think would be a bad idea, and I I don't think we have anybody in the pipes really, do we? Is that do we still have that Kaiser kid? Kaiser, but he does. I think we do. Good. Yeah. Is he any good? Uh. Mm. No. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts on a possible Rask return? I wouldn't be as excited as like. Someone we got like a trip in line or something because Rask is just one of those other guys that are just getting older, just can't really keep up with the newer generation of guys. And I wonder if he does really bad in Providence and was he really worth coming back? Like, love to see, but I'm, I've enjoyed the goaltending so far. Like, I wish it was, I wish it was different, of course. Like, I would, I wish it was Swayman and Vladar because Vladar. In Calgary, he's doing very good. And that trade was an absolute bust by Swing. I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that trade. Well, yeah, it's we looking, traded him for it, a third-round pick. It's definitely looking like a, a steal for Calgary. Um, but you don't know how glad I would Easy be playing steal. here. Easy steal. You, know, you, don't, you don't know how I he'd be playing here. I hated that trade. What do you um, – shit. I had a thought for you, Tyler. <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> do they need to ask? What do you think of what do you think it does to a rookie like Swayman? Uh he seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders, but what do you think it does to a rookie like Swayman where all year they've been talking about bringing back the the last guy, you know, and you're looking to be the new guy. What do you think about that, Tyler? What do you think of that aspect about aspect? I would be pissed. If they just suddenly just put uh, like another goaltender who hasn't played a single game in the like a year in a year, barely played at all last year, well compared to like a couple other games, but hasn't played in months, has been home, and then all of a sudden while well, you're you're playing hard, you're working hard, you all of a sudden just get called right back down to the AHL. I would want to be traded immediately. I would be heated. If that happens to me, I, I, if I did, they, they do they do that with Rask. I would not blame Swayman at all for a trade out of Boston, because that is a terrible move. Justin, what are your thoughts on? Do we need Rask? What do you think it does to a rookie like Swayman? Hey, you know what, guys? I I think I've uh, stated my opinion, uh, like like so. Uh, so firmly in my in some some of our prior episodes, right? Like like I think this whole goaltender uh, goaltender situation, the Bruins couldn't have messed up more, right? And so far up to this point in the season, I think both goaltenders, quite honestly, have been kind of mediocre, right? Um, which is not great, I think, at all for uh, you know again for the Bruins, like like and and you know how the team has been so far. Um, Allmark has been like meh. Right, and with like he was a question mark, and now you got Ras coming back. But what, it, it's just it's, it blows my mind, right, guys? That the Bruins, I think, unnecessarily traded Vladar. I think they could have gone to this into this year 
having almost zero dollars on goaltending, right? Save developed like Raymond, four million. Guy. You got Vladar black and backing him up, and the and the Bruins like like I, I don't know if they've come out and said it because um, honestly I haven't listened to any of their uh, propaganda. Just because I've been yes, because they pissed me off so much, but like. Uh, I, I know they've said like, oh, well, they don't want the same situation to happen to Swayman as did Carter Hart in Philadelphia. And I'm just like, well, what's that going to do to the kid, right? If he constantly has the fact that like Armark is like there for $5 million, so they got to play him. And that Tuka Rask is coming back. So what does that mean for uh, poor Swayman when Rask comes back? Are you going to send his ass down to Providence? Like, what, what, like, like a goaltender who can clearly deserves a shot and who deserves to be developing in the NHL right now? And again, you're spending you spent all that money on Allmark, which why when you could have kept Vladar, or you could have signed a guy like Holpe, right, for a year. He he like he he just signed a really cheap contract. So quite honestly, they blew that whole goaltending situation. And honestly, to Tyler's point, if I would not be surprised if they sent him down to Providence and then he wants to trade. And then wait, what what? Now you're not a destination for free agents or or young kids. Like what 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 was that? What are you doing? I really don't understand. And it pisses me off because all these Bruins fans are like, you know, taking their pants off at the fact that Rask is coming back. And I'm just like, what is everyone's like, connect, like, absolute just attachment to this guy, right? And like, if you think that's gonna like be the difference between you being a Stanley Cup team and not, like, then you don't understand hockey. You don't understand what the team. You're not realistic about the players that are on this team, and just it just frustrates me. So yeah. No, I, I listen. I'm the I'm the Rask defender on here, and I don't even really want him back because I don't want to stunt Swayman's um, growth. You know his development. I don't want that to be a, be an issue with that. Um, I will say this though: if uh, if this Rask move works out, it's gonna make Sweeney look like a genius. And but if it uh, if it doesn't, if it's a total flop. It's probably going to be the to- the final nail in the coffin for Don Sweeney's tenure here at the uh, as the Boston Bruins GM. If not, it fucking should be. Um, although I think the should have been with that damn prospect draft. <laughs> I I think the fact that you're in this situation this situation right now where you spent so much money on a not a great goaltender and you paid him like he was a damn good goaltender. Um. Yeah. Don't pay your goaltenders, guys. Like, keep them cheap, unless they you know, actually the, the, win something. The final nail in the coffin is really for Sweeney. What's that? An extra final nail in the coffin for Sweeney, if he doesn't trade Jake DeBrusque, because that guy needs to go. Well, he hasn't yet. Right he now, had two weeks to fucking to work something, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm sick of him. This hot and cold situation with him, where he is just a little hot. It's just very small portion of hotness on him, and then all of a sudden he is just very cold, like longer than a winter season. Like it's it, it is very hard to watch. And honestly, I am sick and tired of Jake DeBrusque. Get him out of here in the off season. Just don't bring him back. And send him out of Providence if you want to. I don't know if he has a two way contract. I don't think he you can just send Jake DeBrusque to Providence. I think he needs to be Listen, injured. Let's scratch him. Well, it, it, it do what my fear is though, Tyler, is that is that like Sweeney has teated this line, right? He's teated this fine line. Now, granted, if it if it was me, his ass would have been fired four years ago. All right, but like, um, he's he's teated this fine line with management, right? Your your team just went to the Stanley Cup final in 2019. Uh, you you, you got GM of uh, of the year award then. You just got Taylor Hall on a bargain deal last season, and you just had the, probably the best draft in your career thus far. And like you know, you're gonna have the people who argue that he's you know he's obviously signed his players to like some pretty good deals like Pasenak, Marshan. Um, you know, uh, I mean, McAvoy has a big contract, but he did sign him. Kyler was a decent contract. Um, you know, and and he did draft McAvoy. He did draft Swayman. So it's like. You know he's done just enough. Where like like I, granted, to me that doesn't justify the the bad he's done. So again, his ass would have been fired four years ago. But I think he's cheated just enough of a line that he's probably gonna stay the GM of this team for quite a while. And quite honestly, if the Brewers make the postseason, at this point, ownership Jacobs that that's all they 
give a shit about. They know that just, hey, just make the postseason. We'll pack some seats. Great job. We'll see you next year. You know what I mean? So he doesn't he doesn't really give two shits. So quite honestly, you know, I, I, I could see Don Sweeney, unfortunately, being the manager of this team for a long time. And that's not a good thing if you're a Bruins fan. No, and I don't really I don't really trust him to make a good no. trade for Jake DeBrusque. He's no. he's gonna end up trading back for fucking I don't know. He'll he'll trade back for fourth round draft pick. No, he'll trade DeBrusque for friggin' Milan Lucic. Just because Lucic finally scored against all thirty two teams. Oh my teams. god. Um Tyler, you mentioned that you'd if you were swimming it. And he, this Rast thing comes back, you'd ask for a trade. I don't think Don Sweeney's uh, resume can handle another prospect asking for a trade, considering, uh, was it Seneshin the other day came out, or last week or something came out, uh, asking for a trade, making it all three of those first-round picks from the 2015 draft to ask for a trade? Support asked for a trade, too? I thought he was hurt. Uh, Zaboro had asked for a trade a couple of years ago. Oh wow! Wow, that's that's very bad. I think like, was... that was one of the best prospect classes ever, and you got three people who really don't want to be in have your the town. Same determination and grit. Uh, I forget where I read that. If I read that in the, the Athletic or on ninety-eight-five, um, but I did read something about that. That all, now all three of those players have asked for drafts to be traded out from that draft. I figured that was good fodder for you, Justin. Well, Krause, Dave, like, like, it's it, it's it's one of those things where, um, for, first of all, I I, I think they're all. I, here's the thing. Here's the one caveat I was I'll, I'll say to give all those three guys. Okay, I'll give them this little break, and the little break is, is that. A, a ton of onus was put on those three kids because of our general manager, right? He drafted so poorly, so poorly, right? That like Bruins fans, like like people around, like like people like well, who obviously like you know weren't, weren't aware of like the you know how like you know. It, anyways, sorry, flubbering here, but. It, you know, automatically we're like, hey, if you chose them this high in this deep of a draft, they've got to be talented. They've got to have some, like, skill and so on. So, so much onus was put on them, right? And they haven't panned out. So, I feel like it's that much of a more of a blow. So, I have to first say that and say, like, a lot was put on them. Now, with that being said, Jake DeBrusque can absolutely go screw because he was given the opportunity to succeed and his agent's bitched that he he apparently wasn't it's like dude you played on david krejci's left side for like most of your career so i mean don't give me that crap uh second of all you've been reports have been like you're 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 a huge nightlife guy right so more of more of kind of like a nightlife person than a team team person and third of all if you're trying to get your ass out of here all right you're not doing a good job because he has five goals four assists for nine points in 27 games as a minus three this season not really appealing to other teams so, in a way, I say, like, yeah, Don Sweeney's going to make, like, a crappy trade with him. But at the same time, who the hell is going give, to give up anything for Jake DeBrus? They're going to look at that and be like, dude, he's a fourth-round pick and maybe, like, a bottom-pairing defensive prospect or something. Like, he's not worth much at all at this point. So, the, the most I've heard is that he they, is Edmonton would do a trade for him and Kyle and uh, – is it Kyle Yamamoto or something Yamamoto? Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna go looking for that because I, I think it was Yamamoto. I think it was Yamamoto. Now, granted, I, I, I haven't heard much of that kid. I, I heard that he was kind of like highly tell. I, I, I don't know if he's supposed to be really good. I mean, I feel like he, he shot onto the scene like he was shot out of a cannon, and then you didn't hear too much from him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this season he's not doing too much better than DeBrusque is, right? So it's he's seven goals, five assists for twelve points in thirty-four games, and it's a minus five. So I feel like that's almost just like a hair better than Jake DeBrusque. So essentially, you're going to trade a Jake DeBrusque for a Jake DeBrusque at most. So well, that's like how's that really? Jake DeBrusque, I believe um, it's a contract thing too because he's making decent money, where Yamamoto is not. And they, I believe they both can get qualifying offers, and DeBrusques will be around the $4 million range. Where, and again, I'm not 100% on these numbers, but I think Yamamoto's more like the 1.5 range right now, 
So I mean, okay, so you can get them on a cheaper deal. So you, in a you way, you can get them on a cheaper deal. deal. You 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 can get a bag of garbage on a cheaper deal. But at the same time, that also wouldn't make sense for Edmonton, right? Because I would take the slightly lesser player at the lesser deal than trade for a guy who I would have to pay more for, who I don't think is honestly as good, or if he's the same thing. So like, what? Why do that? So I I, I don't see why Edmonton would honestly do that. Isn't Debrusque um, isn't Debrusque from Edmonton, or is it just he's from Edmonton? And, he, and he'd be a legacy there, Edmonton. right? The only thing that would be appealing would be like, oh, maybe he suddenly pops with us. But like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, maybe, but I don't see a resurgence for Jake DeBrus. And quite honestly, if there is a resurgence for Jake DeBrus, that doesn't speak well in the Bruins part, right? And honestly, I'm starting to question Cassidy's uh, tenure here as a coach. Um, you know, granted, I think he's kind of put under unfair pressure by management as well with the whole goaltending situation. Um, but I think too, like if, if you have young guys coming out, like, you know, requesting trades saying I didn't get a fair opportunity, uh, so on and so forth. And you kind of look at the coach and you're like, Hey, are you using these guys the right way? Are you utilizing them to the best of their abilities? And if not, you know, now you start, like I said, uh, in previous podcasts, I think he's trying to become a kind of Claude Julian esque, which is not good. And he was supposed to be the anti Julian. He was supposed to be able to work with the young kids. Exactly, and you know you have yeah. all these young kids coming out and saying, "I don't want to be here." I don't yep. know. I think the fact that he's just now starting to shuffle up the forward lines, taking Pasternak off and dropping him down, and bumping Craig Smith back up to the first line, which is basically those couple of weeks last year or the month last year where Craig Smith played with uh, Bergeron and Marchand. I think that's what got him his lat his late uh, got him a, a better deal. Um, wait, he didn't sign the season. I'm sorry. Uh, he was already on a deal, but I think that'll get him paid. You know, so, um, sorry. Got my, my, got my, these last two years have kind of blended together. Um, (laughs) you don't remember every single fact of everything you read. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Screw you, man. (laughs) But, but I think, I think also the fact that, you know, my point was Cassie is just now starting to break those lines up. We've been calling it for like two years at least. You know, it's like you don't see this. You have these guys together way too much. They're playing a third of the game together. They're playing every single or pretty much every single offensive zone faceoff. They're on the power play for a minute and a half every power, every two minutes of power play. It Teams are Teams aren't stupid. They're going to watch tape. They're going to be able to, in-game, see what you guys are doing. And I, I don't know, just from my untrained eye, because let's face it, I'm a fan just doing a podcast, you can see these plays coming. You know when they're going to go to Bergeron on the buffer. You can see them looking for Marshawn on the, uh, down below the goal line. You know, now, Granted, Marshawn is pretty sick when it comes down to the corner and he just stopping and turning on a dime, if you ask me. But... I don't know. You see half of the, the stuff coming because the, they don't really mix it up all that much. Tyler? Yeah, just got to start mixing it up with all the lines and stuff. They've been doing it recently with the perfection line with Hall and Pasternak, with Halla of all people. I find it a little strange, but honestly, it's a good idea because it's been working clearly. I don't know about this game, but the past other games have been working pretty well as we're going to be getting the wins. So, you know, just keep mixing it up, keep surprising, like, the new teams with their with the line changes, and maybe something good could happen. It's been doing it so far. I just saw Justin. <laughs> Did we get another goal? Like, we tie it up? Know, another goal, another fight. Frederick and Felino. And not, no, not our fleet. <laughs> that would be oh, kind of fun. I thought I got to get Gibbs conduct. No, no, I was asking earlier. Oh, you Yo, Felino kind of won that one, though. Felino kind of won that one. Did he? Yeah, I kind of won that one. Yeah. Ah, but I love it, though, because Frederick... I'm sorry, guys, because Frederick's like, sitting there. It's like, oh, man, I, I got I to get him next time. So, like, I love it. Frederick's itching for more of a fight. So that's, uh, so that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> oh, when he just went into the box there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, uh, I got to get him see, next that's... time. Like, I love that. I absolutely love that. That's what's been missing from his game is just that grit. Right? And that's what I wanted to see more of. I'm like, dude, that's why that's why you're on the team. Like, you know, and honestly, Frederick has put up a couple goals in the last 
few games. So good for him. Yeah. That line's been great. But anyway, speaking of lines, back to lines. Sorry, just to uh, reflect on what Tyler was saying. Uh, Tyler, I fully agree with uh, kind of like they need to mix it up and keep it different for the opponents. Um, I, and quite honestly, I, I almost like dropped to the floor when I heard, again, referring back to the hockey show, Barbeers even said something he would like to see is to switch Martian and Hall on that first and second line. Uh, which I was like astounded about breaking out, breaking up those two. But in a way, and I'm in, in agreement, right? Like you got to somehow find a way to balance out those top heavy lines. And I actually like Craig Smith next to Bergeron Marchand. I think he's a huge puck pursuer. I think he's willing to get in those corners and dig the puck out and get it to them. Um, and I think he really like that really complements both Bergeron and Marchand's game really well. Um, I don't think the Coyle Hall combination has worked out as much as like you know it, it was hoped to be. What I I thought it would work out well because I figured Coyle's a possession guy, so as long as he gets gets possession of the puck, Hall like you know creates uh, you know uh, creates space for himself, then he would dump it off to Hall. But I think Hall needs a playmaker like a Krejci to be able to design plays to help him out. So um, I think that's why you see the flip flip flop with Hall and um, you know Coyle because I think Coyle works better with. DeBrusque and Felino, Felino, whose game is heavier, more of a, like a, again, that possession style game. Um, now, if DeBrusque could score, like that line would honestly be pretty good. Um, with that being said, they're giving this kid, Oscar Steen, a uh, 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 go on that line. He scored a goal the other night. Um, really high IQ play by Oscar Steen. Um, I, I really like that line of uh, Coyle, Felino, and uh, Steen. I think they have a good third line right there. Um, I'm, I'm liking what Steen has kind of like shown us. He's added a lot of speed and kind of like some skill to that line. And now fourth line, guys. I mean, the Nosek Lazar Frederick line, I've loved. They've been fast. They've been big. They've been physical. And Frederick's now getting kind of back in that gritty hard nose. So, like, you know, it, it, it starts sort of figuring out. But um, I think those kind of poor mismatches, which is, you know, again, Posnock was quiet on that top line. And uh, Coyle and Hall were just not meshing. So now that those guys have switched up, you've seen a lot more fruit of that. But Dave, back to your point, is why hasn't this been done years ago, right? Now, like, in a way, do you think maybe Cassidy's scared, right? In a way, he's, like, afraid of his job. He wants him to produce. He's being put given pressure by management. Does he want to – If Jimmy listens else? to this, he's going to get such a chubba because you just totally validated one of his points from last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, big time. Yeah, I, have to, I have to agree with uh, Justin. I have to agree with Justin. That fourth line has been really blossoming these couple, past couple of games. Uh, Steen's been very impressive. I like what I've seen from him. He's definitely improved, and he's definitely been showing he wants to be let's stay on that Boston roster. I like him and Frederick together. Like they seem to be kind of like getting a bit of a a boom going together. So yeah, all three of those guys scored yeah. within the last. I, I, I like the fourth line. Frederick scored twice in the last two games. You know, so yeah, that line looks like it's starting to really gel. Although I think no, no six out with COVID right now, right? Him mm-hmm. and DeBrusque. So yep. I, I guess you can't trade a petri dish. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like you could you couldn't trade him even if he was a freaking rose, Dave. Yeah, I mean. If Edmonton's, Edmonton's willing to do that Yamamoto deal, I mean. I mean, I guess you do it because, like, why not? If anything, you're getting a better contract and a slightly better player, I guess. I don't know. I, I, don't know and I, I forget if one of them has a year left or not. Debrusket's his final year, right? I think Debrusket's is in, uh, in, I think is he's in, in his final year. I think he's in his final, and I don't know if Yamamoto has a year left or not. Oh, can we just point out, though, that DeBrusque, I think, has either tied or it has more goals than his entire season last year. Hey, it's already a better year for him, and here we are bitching about him. Wow. (laughs) Shame on us, right? Shame on us. Yeah, right. Oh, God. All right. So the Bruins are playing Minnesota right now, down 3-2 to in the third period. Um over the three-game winning streak, they won four to three in overtime over Buffalo, five to one at Detroit, and then five to three versus New Jersey. Again, not exactly the cream of the crop, but it did end up putting them into the playoff race. Which, if you, we were talking last time about being in the playoff race around Christmas time. Well, considering December was canceled. You know them being in the playoff race. Does that make either one of you guys feel any more comfortable about their chances of making the playoffs? 
Don't all speak at once. Not, <laughs> not really. Uh, like, I just we just need to stay hot like this, and it's possible that we can get pretty cold. But we should stay confident in them being hot. Hopefully, they figure out something that will keep like getting us these big wins, like close games against like really good teams that are definitely going to make the playoffs. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning, we're going to be playing later. That's going to be a tough test for them. But if they beat them, then they can show they're they're like in in this time of year they're ready for the playoffs. They just got to keep at it. Yeah, again, you're going to be in a playoff-like atmosphere for the rest of the season, so. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. I, I'm not confident at all, guys. That, that if anything, this stand that their uh, place in the standings is is provides me with even less confidence. Because um, I'm looking at it right now, they are currently sitting in a second wild card spot with 36 points, only one point ahead of Detroit. How many uh, games four in ahead hand? Of Philly, and then um, you know you got like you know Columbus, which is 31, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and Pittsburgh has a solid lead um, on the first wildcard spot with 43. Um, and everyone else in the Atlantic and Metropolitan, like the one, two, and three, they're all in the high 40s for points. So, my point being is that second wildcard spot, well, hey, listen, you're very far away from the first wildcard spot. There's a large separation. So, you're going to be fighting with a lot of teams. You have a condensed schedule, you have an older team. So, I mean, in fact, that schedule in this second half of the season may be even worse than the playoffs. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know about that, but if you, you take a look at it, like, that's not great. And for an older team, which can get worn down, like, very easily, I think, like, it, it spells trouble for the Bruins. And uh, you got teams such as the New York Islanders, which may be starting to figure it out and get hot. So, I mean, I, I'm not – I'm very uncomfortable. Bruins fans should not look at the standings and say, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We're good. Because uh, the Bruins are gonna have a lot of work to do between now and the postseason. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. What do you think about the advantage of having some games in hand, though? I I know that we're talking about a condensed schedule, and that's gonna be taxing on the team. Um, but as of right now, what do you think of them having a few games in hand? Do you think they could make up reasonable amount of uh, reasonable amount of space between even? Uh, if not Pittsburgh, what about Toronto? I mean, I, I honestly, Dave, I, I, I honestly even think the games in hand is even worse, quite honestly, because again, they have to make those games up, right? And as I alluded to sometime before the show, is they still have to make those games up. So now you're adding games on that you got to make up to an already condensed schedule. So again, I'm not even like excited about those. I almost wish they could say, hey, just forget those games, but unfortunately, no. Um, so I, 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 that worries me even more. So like, it doesn't change my, my, my feelings really. Um, so they have to honestly, the best thing I can say is do exactly what you did the past few games, right? Technically you're more, you're better than Detroit. You're better than Buffalo beat those guys, beat those lowly teams, you know, and just hope for the best with the better teams and you should maybe make the playoffs, but I'm not holding out any hope. Tyler? Yeah, I'm not confident of making the playoffs either. Like, with the wild card and stuff, now that I know about that, like, like it is possible, like, with the hot and cold. Like, they just got to keep up that whole, that hot streak they currently have. But we're still far from the playoffs. So, like, each team, like, they just get kind of get better and they learn from their mistakes and stuff. And we've had some issues that we've had for so long, like, it's like in-depth scoring, for example. We we have a problem with that. It's it's doing really solid right now, but how long will that last? That's like, a fair it's question. Very it's very likely that it's only been that's three that, games yeah, that, out of the last eight years. Question. You know. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah, off, we but... we gotta see what happens there. No, it's fine. Make a valid point. Um, like we don't know, like. It's so we're so used to not seeing them score at all. We're so used to seeing Pasternak, Martian, or Bergeron just get a goal or do something that can contribute to a goal. Yo, huge shout out, Tyler. That's yeah. a excellent point. Excellent point by you. It's just like 
you know, everyone's freaking out like, oh, look at the secondary scoring that we have now. Woo-hoo! And uh, granted, they've been playing well, but at the same time, like, it has only been a handful of games that they've been really getting that secondary scoring and against who, really? Like, Buffalo, Detroit, uh, New Jersey, who's, you know, again, getting better, but really? Like, you, you, like, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, again, I get that, like, like, again, see what you have when you face the best teams in the league, right? The Lightning, uh, 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 you know, the Capitals, the uh, Nashville's, like, hot right now. Like, when you face some of those top-tier teams, like, see what you get. Um, but in the meantime, like, so I'm not going to go crazy over that secondary scoring just yet. So great point, Tyler. Yeah, the the secondary yeah. scoring is definitely going to need to be a little bit more uh, consistent before I jump on, all the way on that bandwagon. I'll you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll skateboard behind it. How's that? Um, the Bruins do on the schedule right now have in the month of February 22 consecutive days off because of the Olympic break. Um, if the NHL can schedule the, I believe it was six games that were. Uh, postponed in that time frame that doesn't really add too much um, stress to the end of your season you already had that stress built in you knew it was coming so if they can if they can get those games rescheduled or some games rescheduled into that three-week time frame that should help lighten the load Um, which gives me you know knowing the core of this team and how they have uh, treated the playoffs or the final push towards the playoffs in the past gives me a little bit more hope than maybe I had last time. But I still, I'm thinking still along the lines of Bailey making the playoffs and probably bouncing the first round if they, you know, like I said, if they if they even make it in. Yeah, you know what, Dave? I see what you're saying here, and I, I'm still not confident. I mean, okay, great. That doesn't condense the schedule anymore, but they still have a crazy two-month schedule there. That's uh, yeah, no, that's going to be tough. So. It's not pretty. The, this, uh, not there's some, what, three games and five nights on there? Says, yeah, something something ridiculous. And there's they, a and ton of, of they got, others. We got Tampa Bay in two days, by the way. Just look that up. So that's going to be an interesting uh, game right down there in Florida. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe that can be yeah. a, me- a little bit of a measuring stick game. See where they're at right now. Uh, you know, shitty start to this game, or not a great end of the first period into the second period, but 3-2 right now, 13 minutes to go. Who knows? They could. There's still plenty of time for them to pull this off. From what I've been seeing, kind of more out of the corner of my eye. It hasn't been a complete shit show of a game but no, I think Minnesota's building something too I think they're a decent team I, I wouldn't put them in like one of the elite but they're definitely they're definitely a decent team yeah and they're, uh, which I is surprising you never I thought they were doing be a decent team like ever I heard they were doing good before the Winter Classic and they kind of crapped in the Winter Classic but Oh, they did. They got their pants handed to them. Didn't one of the gold the goaltender? I don't know his name. Please forgive me. Didn't he get injured around that time? Or after that terrible performance, was like I'm injured. Honestly, I am not entirely sure. Dave, I have no idea. But I just remember watching like a lot of that game. And uh, credit to the fans, by the way, because how cold it was minus ten. Good for them. Or minus six, whatever it was. So good for them. Uh, but nah, they they got their asses handed to them. One thousand percent. No, that that was more at night, right? That game, I I didn't mm-hmm. see it. I recorded it. It was at like seven o'clock at night, right? Or six at night. Yeah, seven o'clock. So, um, how was it? How was that game um, to watch compared to any of the day games you've seen on on those games? Uh, honestly, honestly, I mean, I, I can be honest. I did I didn't really think too much about that. I I would just say I honestly enjoy. Um, I, I enjoyed the night games, quite honestly, the outdoor games at night. Like, I really enjoyed um, the game the Bruins played against Philadelphia when it got um, nighttime last year. Um, so, I honestly, I actually kind of like it better when it's at night, personally. I think there's more of a, I don't know, like, kind of like a uh, football Z5, right? Where America is such, like, a huge, like, you know, like, like football, um, you know, country, right? So, like, I, I feel so that kind of gave it that sort of, like, Thursday night or Sunday night football or Monday night football kind of like hype. So um, if anything, I think the nighttime kind of added to that whole um, to that whole thing. So yeah. I, I think 
they, they NHL should continue in the nighttime like that. I, I kind of feel like the nighttime games are better uh, for that that just atmosphere. Um, kind of to me, it gives it more of that pond hockey kind of feel. Yeah. Like park your car at, at the shoreline, keep the lights on, play some hockey kind of feel. Um, Tyler, what did you think of? Have, yeah. Did you watch the game? Did you see it at all? So I actually didn't watch the game. I was pretty busy that day with stuff. No, I was just curious. Um, Personal stuff. Also trying to think of my. Yeah, I never, time. I never saw the game, but it's unfortunately also, I did not see the game. At, at nighttime, too, those games you don't have to worry about the sun melting the ice. Don't get me wrong, the backdrop of Ta- Lake Tahoe back in last February um, was really pretty, really nice to see, but. It kind of made for poor hockey, those two games, because they had two games last year out in Tahoe, right? Yes. And the first yeah. one was a complete shit show. And then the Bruins... Well, yeah, because the ice was, like, so wet and melty, right? Like, they actually had to heat the ice this time, because otherwise ice is too brittle when it's too cold. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. They still can't get it right. No, that, I mean, minus 10 is minus 10, so... They had to heat the ice just so the plays didn't freeze <laughs> oh god like Jimmy's tinder date alright so you um, <laughs> Justin you jumped ahead on the schedule you said they got the Bruins have uh, Tampa Bay coming up who else they got coming up did you happen to oh gosh Dave um, no I just I just looked at the next game which is uh, Tampa Bay Lightning which is you know always exciting because like it's, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. uh, but then oh ooh, actually they have a tough Ooh, they have a tough schedule coming up. Uh, they have Tampa Bay, Washington, Montreal, who's eh, Philadelphia, who's eh, but then Nashville, Carolina, Washington, Winnipeg, um, Anaheim. So they have a pretty tough rest of their January. So speaking of measuring sticks, um, this next half of the month, with the exception of three games, will be big measuring stick games. Because, um, again, they have, they have sure. one of the best teams in the, in the league, Tampa Bay, Washington, Nashville, Carolina, um, and they play Washington twice. Winnipeg's on a tear. Uh, Anaheim, Anaheim, Colorado. So they have uh, they, they have some really good teams coming up. So a lot of premier teams. So they got to be on their t- a game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I I hate to admit how much I kind of like Carolina because yeah. let's face it, they're the Whalers. Um, but yeah, they do. I'm looking at it now, and you're right. They do have a pretty tough schedule coming up. And it's going to be more of a measuring stick kind of month, you know. See, see if you actually do stack up over the next two months of the season or three months. Can't really count February. You only have two games scheduled right now. Well, by the way, guys, did you? I don't know if you guys got the chance to see Cam McCarr's nasty goal against the Blackhawks the other night. Oh, yeah, man. that was pretty awesome. That was like so nasty. I never I saw like, it. Wow. Uh, he came around the net, Tyler comes up the half, the half board, stops on a dime, cuts in, and just deeks the goalie out of his pads. It was beautiful. Damn. Yeah, I think it went forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand under the five hole. Yeah, he just quick. The goaltender would. Holy shit! Just yeah, backhand, it was right nuts. And just that, it was like that Marshan dive uh, stop too. You know how Marshan when he enters the zone, he kind of he like stops on a dime and turns to try to lose the defender. Like it was, it was one of those except reverse. He was like going like he was exiting the zone and stop. Oh, it was great. It was wondrous to behold. Yeah, I'll say, get on the yeah. internet and check it out. It's definitely worth the time. Your time. All right, guys, that's about all I got. Uh, again, I don't know what happened to Jimmy. I think he got lost um, looking for Princess Toadstool hanging out with the Mario brothers. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the underwater level, Jimmy, all right? He's he in the underwater level any, right now. Uh, uh, any fuck. contact with the outside world. I, I know he was in the Coast Cod, but I don't think he can swim. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but luckily, he's got Luigi pulling him along. So yeah, there you go. go. No, I, I know he's got some stuff going on with the house that he's, you know, renting and looking to buy. So good for him. Well, we miss him. Hopefully, he'll be back. Hopefully, he's had a good New Year's. Um, Tyler, Justin, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, again, we got to try and make sure we keep this a little bit more regular. 
we've kind of sucked at it this year, but you know, it's just life. Yeah. No, it's always, but we gotta keep it regular, Dave. You're right. Love, love talking with you guys. Oh, absolutely. Ranting as always. Yeah, always. Uh, Justin, hope you're feeling better. I know you're dealing with some stuff. Tyler, take Thanks, care of that voice. It. Drink some tea. It'll feel better. Uh, good luck in your upcoming projects. Thank you guys for listening. This is the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales, Justin Ventola, and we are out of here. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. <laughs>